their appeal. This podcast is going to be all about the topic of entrepreneurship and handling and tackling issues that come up with it, as well as inspiration and recording my own past track record with it, as well as my current adventures and hopes of getting back into the business. So you're probably wondering, what should I why should you listen to this podcast? Which is a perfectly good question because nobody wants to waste their time on something and not know what's about. So since this is the first episode, I wanted to kind of go into the backstory of who I am, why you should listen to me, as well as what you can start expecting from this podcast. So as I mentioned earlier, I am your host, Sarah Peel. I was a freelance writer for about six or seven years, give or take, depending on how you want to calculate it. I started in the industry as a experiment, really, to see if people could really make money online. Because, as you know, if you go online, you see a lot of ads, a lot of people talking about it, a lot of people dream of it. And knowing my own personal back history and seeing people around me trying and not succeeding, I wasn't even positive and sure that you could actually make money from home. So it started out as a project. So let's go ahead and get into the backstory and history of it. So let's go back to the year 2008. I was a newly 18-year-old girl, already graduated high school about mm, almost two years ago before. And I was living here in Savannah, Georgia, where I currently live. And it was difficult to get a good job. If you know anything about the city of Savannah, you will know that a lot of it is tourism based and port so and we also have our military base here and we also buy Fort Stewart in Hinesville Georgia which is also another military moving here a couple years prior to my 18th birthday with my family I didn't really have an idea on what to do I was thinking oh you know I'd go and get a job in retail and be able to work my way up needless to say that just shows you how naive an 18 year old and younger can be in terms of coming of how to make money. So back to it. It was March 2008. And knowing that I was having a hard time getting a job that was going to pay enough money to basically support me, as well as working 40 hours a week, which is pretty much non existent in that industry in the terms of tourism based industries such as restaurants, retail, hotels, etc. Plus, at the time, it was starting the financial downturn that we know as the quote-unquote Great Recession, which I beg to differ in calling another depression, but that's a completely different topic than this. So I decided, okay, I was having some health issues. I wasn't, you know, happy with the direction of where the industry was going, knowing I was never going to work 40 hours a week, make enough money to pay you rent. Because even though we are in the deep south, don't be fooled and think, oh, rent is really cheaper. Yeah, it's cheaper than the west coast or even in the middle part of the country. But let's be honest, it is not truly affordable at all. So knowing that and knowing my options were limited, plus not driving and public transportation, was really not that great, still isn't all that great, and then this was obviously pre-Uber days, so there was no such thing as Uber at the time. I was doing research on how to make money online, reading a lot of people talking about it, and I was like, you know what? I saw a lot of people talking about, you need a lot of money to start up. You need a you know, company, you need to find a way to do it, and I was like, there's gotta be a way you can do it with practically zero startup costs and a way to make money. So I decided to take it on myself to see if it was even possible. So around that time, I started my own blog at the time. Um, it was mostly a political blog, which 
obviously was kind of funny thinking about now, thinking that I could actually get anywhere possibly with it. I had some success with it. And then also I started writing for a site called Associated Content. If you were around the freelance industry at the time or writing industry, you're aware Associated Content was basically what is called a content mail, where people could go ahead and basically write an article about anything they want, post it, they might get a percentage of revenue from ads. It was a, a new platform at the time, relatively um, exciting and kind of bring in the whole concept of a content mill. So it was a really good site that I enjoyed. They also had a feature where they would list topics where they'd pay you some upfront money for it. So I started getting my experience doing that by picking topics, usually news topics. So once I started getting a couple example articles under associate content, I decided to start looking for actual gigs, gigs that were outside of the content mill industry and beside my own blog. So I started looking on sites like Craigslist, um, there's a couple other sites, Absolute Right Forum, which used to be a good source, not so great now, and started trying to search if anyone was looking for writers in general. I had success, got a couple jobs here and there. Almost none of them really lasted due to different issues, financing, like financing, obviously partly because of the economy at the time, as well as sometimes, you know, editors can be a pain in the arse, to basically put it kindly. So some of them just wouldn't like your style of writing no matter what, no matter how good you were at English, it was beyond hope. So in 2010 is really when I kind of got my in the door with a actually pretty semi-decent gig where it was continuous. It was for a website talking about teen issues or teen celebrities and news around that. I enjoyed it. Give me an excuse to kind of be all into everything around that in terms of what's hip, what's new, kind of kept me young feeling, even though I was still young because I was only 20 at the time, as well as giving me a new frontier in terms of like interviewing celebrities, uh, movie reviews, so kind of diversified my skill set, which was exciting, great time, I loved it, it was a good job. With that, obviously though, money wasn't that great. Again, we were kind of in the middle of economic downturn. Um, the owner of the site wasn't all that great in terms of wanting to finance. They wanted to get rich, but they didn't really want any paid that money to anyone else to give those benefits. But this was earlier on in the day, so I was kind of naive with this. So basically, from that time, I started looking for other writing gigs. I got some come and gone. I uh, did a little work for textbroker.com, which was, again, a decent site at the time. Um, still around. I don't know how good they're paying or how much money you could really make. But for a while there, it was a good way to have a semi-steady stream of income while trying to build your own clientele base. Um, so around that time, obviously I wasn't making nearly enough money. Um, we had some family issues at the time that came on where basically paying rent and bills and food and all that kind of fell on everyone else. So at the time, we had to find a way to make more money. And like I said, my job at the time that I had wasn't paying me all that great. I was determined to find a way. So I started dabbling in other things, uh, sort of along the base of what I actually studied to be before, which was PC repair. That didn't work out so great. Then I got on with a company called Live World, where I kind of got my feet into the social media marketing and dealing with social media accounts for big clients. We had some big names. I'm not going to say who they were, but uh, it was a good experience. Um, not a whole lot of hours, not really a steady stream of income, but it was a job to kind of supplement my writing as I went along. So around that time, you know, struggling to make ends meet, 
I didn't really know where to take my marketing. I didn't really know where to find good jobs because that kind of industry was kind of drying up at the time because advertising revenues were down. There wasn't a lot of money to go around be had in advertising and it just altogether kind of sucked. So around that time I started, you know, doing social media management, writing, and then I ended up getting a third job with my current job that I do where we helped with e-learning. And it was a great source of relief. It was 40 hours a week, steady, I was happy, I was grateful, and it was difficult. It was difficult to struggle three jobs. Basically, at that point, I wasn't sleeping. Um, I didn't have great time management at the time, and also because of stress and other issues, it was really hard to get my work done in a timely manner because I would have to interfere with one work with another side gig at the time, and it just kind of sucked, basically. So around 2014 and 2005, I decided to take a serious look at what my job, current job was, where I was making the most money, and I made the decision to basically get out of the industry, to quit being a writer and quit being a social media manager because I just wasn't making enough money there, and most of my time went elsewhere, and I needed to invest back into myself and my health. So I quit those jobs. Um, I wasn't really all that sad at first. I was kind of happy and relieved. It was nice to kind of get a break and kind of get my ball bearings back together and just sort of relax and, and just deal with what my main job was. Well, now let's fast forward to 2018. After working on that job, still love it. It's still a great industry, but that itching for independence is coming back of trying to basically become something more than just an employee for another company. I want to kind of have a desire to run my own company, my own side hustle, have a little bit more financial independence, as well as something to be proud of. Because as you know, everyone instinctively wants something to be proud of and call their own. Well, that's where we are here today. This is why I'm coming up with this podcast, because during the six or seven years of me working in the freelance industry, I would meet people who would, if they knew what I was doing, because a lot of people who don't know the term freelance writing at all, what that entails, people who did know what I was, if I just said I was a writer, a lot of people would say, how can you get started? Like, how can I get started on my own side hustle, my own project, my own business? You know, I have no idea, which is basically where I was in 2008. I had no idea. I was blind in faith. I believed in myself when no one else really believed me. And I knew that, you know, it was an experiment. I was going to see if I could do anything with it and see if I could basically turn a profit, which in a way I did turn a profit. Would most people say it was success? Probably not. But for someone who really had no idea what they were doing and being able to sustain themselves with that income for all those years, I would say, in my opinion, it was a small success because it really was going into the industry with no idea of what to expect, what it entailed, what needed to be done to make me more successful, going in completely blinded and just trusting in myself and in a higher power and just hoping to be successful. So a lot of people, of course, wanted to know, how can they do it? How can they become a freelance writer or blogger, whatever? So during those times of me working and doing that in that industry, I did help a lot of people. I would encourage them. I would tell them the steps that I took to become in it. Become in. And I know a lot of freelancers and a lot of people in the work at home industry, to be honest, won't do that because there's a lot of competition already. So it's one way to help keep competition low by not sharing that info with others. And I wouldn't say that's a good practice per se. I understand where it comes from. But really, we should be encouraging others because in this great wide world, there's plenty of people and fans and companies that we really don't need to feel the need to keep competition on the lower side. There's enough room for everybody. 
you probably hear a lot of YouTubers referring to that when they're talking about trying to teach people to become successful. And it's true. There is a lot of room for everyone. You just got to find an angle to take it and navigate it in such a way where you stand out for this reason compared to your competition. Give people a reason to believe you and to trust you and listen to you. So at the time, I helped people. I told them what I did. You know, start a blog, start with content mills, build up a portfolio, set your rates, know what kind of niche you want to be into. Um things along those lines and some people actually did they had success with it they went for it they they had success others if there was obviously no really will to work and looking for an easy way they kind of fell out of it which is fine not you know it's not for everyone friends right or even really running your own business isn't for everyone which we'll get more into that in future episodes but it's a really good reminder to know that there is enough room for everyone so knowing that and then knowing that my company has always told me that I'm, you know, good at kind of building up from nowhere and from the ground as I see that I did it with my own personal role in the company and helping people. I'm kind of seen as a humanitarian within my company. So it's it's kind of fun to see that people recognize my passion for helping others. And it's kind of something that fell out of the way when I switched from working for myself for a company. So I decided, you know what, between knowing everyone coming to me and wanting to know how to work at home, how to build your own company, along with my past experience and history and running it for a couple years successfully and knowing roadblocks I ran into, things looking back I would have changed now, I decided hindsight is twenty twenty. So I decided to start a podcast to basically teach others what I wish I knew when I started as well as document my own journey back into it. So that is what Entrepreneur Byte is. It's hoping to break down the topic of entrepreneurship, working for yourself, starting a company, making something out of nothing, essentially, doing it with a low startup cost, and helping others do it, as well as knowing that, you know, there's enough room for everyone, being that ray of hope and let people know it's possible, as well as my own attempt to get back into it. So with that being said, um, let's get on to some of the most common things you're probably going to wonder hearing my story. You're probably wondering why, why on earth did I stop, which we'll have a future episode about, as well as how to get started basically. So let's go and break this down into small size chunk. Topic number one, knowing what you are good at. You knowing what you are good at is really where it's going to have to start. Because if you don't know where your passion is, where you have fun doing something, something that you feel good at, something you've been acknowledged being good at, you're not going to really have success. You know, you probably see a lot of blogs and people trying to make money online saying, oh, I'm going to get rich off online because I'm going to do such and such. I'm going to sell such and such product. I'm going to have a blog copying all these others. They're going to go on YouTube and become a YouTube celebrity, which, you know, is all good and fun. But obviously, if you actually kind of follow their journey, you're going to see a lot of them end up giving it up because they didn't have the success that they think they ought to have for their passion. That's because they actually didn't do what they loved and it came through. You know, doing what you love is really where you're going to have success because if you don't love what you're doing, you're not going to stick through with it. You know, a lot of times you probably heard this your whole life or you, if you've done research, it's going to be a labor of love most of all for the first probably 10 years or so. You know, so there's a few people who strike it rich and successful instantly very fast but most people don't most people it takes a long time to build clientele a reputation success knowing where to kind of go next in which direction they should take it in it's going to be a labor of love for the first time 
So you really need to find something that you love, something that won't feel like work, something for you to kind of get up and realize, hey, you know what? I like doing this. I want to continue to do this. I don't care if I don't have, you know, $50 million in the first 10 years of what I'm doing. I'm doing this because I love it and I believe in myself. So you need to find what you're good at. And that's one thing that I'm not going to really go much into in this podcast is finding out what you love because hearing it from someone else or making advice from someone else to someone looking for it, it's not going to really help you. It's going to have to come from within you and what you love and what you know. Number two, what kind of industry are you going to want to get into? As you can see, I started out really in freelance writing and blogging, which was fine. It was a great experiment. Do it something I really love? No, which is probably part of the reason why I kind of fell out of it. Um, it's not really my passion and I struggled with it. Having somebody with my history and my education, um, I didn't, I didn't feel very good at it and I didn't feel like I could put my best foot forward. There's a lot of competition who I felt like probably better at it and I just didn't believe in myself enough. While I did have minor success with it, I realize now looking back, that's probably not the industry that I should have gone into. And that's why I'm not going to try to go that route again. Um, which will go more into my backstory later on and kind of go into what I all did in a future episode. But in the meantime, you know, just know that you need to find what you're passionate about and what kind of, of industry you want to get to. Um, this is kind of where this podcast comes to. My whole life I've been told, oh, I'm a really good talker. I, I seem to have it together. You know, I talk a lot. So taking my history and knowing my own experience and wanting to help people I could turn that into a way for me to talk about it, which is where this podcast comes from. So as you can kind of see my thinking there is taking what I know, what I love and combining it in something that I'm excited about. For the past couple of weeks, knowing what this plan was, I've been excited. I've been waking up thinking I can't wait to do more work, more prep work, more ideas. And it's right now I'm still enjoying it. Um, this is the first episode, obviously, but you know, I can say the passion is still there. So that gives me a lot of hope that this is something that I'm truly going to continue to love. Second is how you're going to get started. Um, you know, a lot of times you're going to hear companies, if you follow some of these motivational speakers, people who say, oh, you know, you pay me $1 million and I would teach you how to be a success. You know, a lot of them, they, that's how they make the money. Are they really successful? Do they really help that many people? I don't know. But that's kind of their niche. So you need to find out what niche you're going to do and how you're going to get started. You're going to also hear people say, oh, you're going to need startup. You're going to need venture capital money coming in if you're going to do anything. And that's not really the case. If you do research and you read a lot of books online, you're going to see a lot of people got success being a solopreneur, which is a solo entrepreneur, and people who started up relatively small. That was part of the reason why I went into freelance writing was the internet was already being paid for. It didn't really cost me anything extra. It was something I could truly do kind of freely as first with a turn of a hopeful of a profit. So that's kind of why I went with that particular route. It was kind of an easy way to kind of go into a foray of working for myself and at-home businesses. So you need to kind of think about that. You're going to think about, you know, how are you going to get started? Are you going to sell a product? If so, how are you going to source it? How are you going to sell it? Things along those lines. Again, we'll get more into that in the future, but something to just kind of start thinking about and trying to see what you're going to do next with is how you're going to go ahead and start making that dream come true and how you're going to market it to put it out there because you know the thing is if you don't have a service to sell or a reason for people to listen or give you money you're not going to have success so you're going to have to think of 
particularly what you're going to offer as a sense of value where people are going to feel okay this is valuable this is valuable service for me to give money for so you need to think about those particular lines so besides those three things you also need to think about something that i think throws a lot of people into a loop which i mean it's done the same for me still does which is marketing you know having a product or having a service is great but unless you market it no one is going to know about it absolutely no one and you're not going to make any money off of something that people don't know about and won't use so you're going to have to think about a marketing plan there's a lot of free um, resources out there you know you probably hear the main things facebook twitter instagram youtube which is all great and all tools that should be used and best of all they're relatively free um, except for some time and effort, but you also have to think about, you know, what you're going to do, how you're going to advertise it, what you're going to show your service as, what you're going to tell people about your service. Um, you know, think of maybe a promotion or not. I don't want to use the word gimmick because I don't think gimmicks really work in this kind of thing. But just think about, you know, what are you going to particularly do to get people to come into the door? Because once you get them to the door, that's one half of the step next half step is to make that sale essentially and let's be honest even if you are freelance writing or blogging or making youtube videos or anything along those lines it comes down to sales because advertisement is going to be a big chunk of your revenue or your own product lines again we'll get more into this into the future but i think it's something to think about now you know come up with your idea and plan and how you're going to market it do research on others look up your competitors see what they're doing think about how you can make yours different how you can make yours particularly stand out where it's going to be like, okay, you know what? This is the person I, I should be listening to. This is the person that I should be buying the service from. So besides those four things, you know, a lot of it's going to be motivation and drive. You see, like I said earlier in this podcast, a lot of people are going to say, hey, you know what? I love, you know, such and such products. So I'm going to go ahead and try to get into it. Maybe they think they love it or they love the idea and success that comes with it, associated with it, like, you know, videos or whatever. But what it comes down to actually the work of it is the bigger topic here. You know, you're going to have to do the work no matter how much you love it. It's going to be work. It's going to take a lot of effort on your behalf and a lot of, of energy output from you. So you're going to have to make sure it's something that you truly love and that you're willing to stick it through. Not something you're going to look for a get-rich-quick scheme because that's one thing this podcast isn't going to be for is people looking for that. Because as a firm believer and someone who's had an experience into writing and things like that, I know it takes work. It takes effort. It's a labor of love. And you need to make sure you're willing to do that because if you're not willing to do that, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to have success with anything at all. It takes effort and time and you need to make sure you're willing to put that up. Otherwise, it's going to be a waste of energy on your behalf to continue on with it. And that's another thing you need to think about is, is it something that you're going to really want to stick through? Is it something you could see yourself doing 10, 20, 15, 30 years from now? So you're going to, have to think about that because if you don't, you're not going to be very successful at all with it. What is the point of doing something if you're not going to be happy with it or successful with it, if you're going to give up with it in a couple of days? That is something you need to seriously think about, something that I really want to encourage people to think about because a lot of people, they don't stick through with it. Besides those points, uh, what else you can expect from this podcast is I'm hoping to give people a lot of hope, advice, talking about different things that you see or hear about, as well as some genuine 
advice in talking about getting started, what steps you should take, marketing advice, things along those lines, because that's really where you're going to have most issues and most problems. And if you don't know how to handle it, you're going to give it up. Those are my hopes for this podcast. Besides of that, you can check out my blog that goes along with this podcast, which is teb.blogspot.com. It will have links to every single episode along with some genuine posts and free resources that go along with this podcast. I hope that you consider subscribing and enjoying listening to this and maybe even make a couple suggestions of what you would like to hear or see because that's really what this is about. This podcast is for people like you looking for help and assistance as well as experience, going through my experience and what I wish I knew as well as hopefully we can even have some success stories come on for interviews. So again, please feel free to subscribe. You can go ahead and tweet me at uh, on Twitter, which my screen name is at MVR00. Um, I also have a website, MissVirtualityBlog.com, which is my tech blog, which is kind of a side project as well. Let me know if you have any questions. I hope that you guys consider to stay. And the next episode will actually have much more of a full in-depth topic. So thank you for listening, and I look forward to getting to know all of you better. Until next episode.